Good morning, everyone. This is Greenville Miked, your favorite local podcast for all things happening in Greenville, including noteworthy news, restaurant reviews, events coming up this week, and more. I'm Will. And I'm Tracy. And this is the Weekly Rundown. Good morning. Thanks for joining us on what I presume to be a beautiful Monday, since it's Sunday right now. But we've got plenty of news, developments, and events for you guys today, including an update on the new Whataburger location, the Ultimate 5K race in which Ruby is making her first ever race appearance, more best of lists, new donuts in Greenville, and more. You can't tell the people we're not doing this live. It's a secret. It's Sorry. a secret that we recorded early. Disregard everything I said. <laughs> this is live. Anyways, before we get into the news, we've got to talk about this podcast I found about Greenville. Are you talking about Greenville Mike? No, I'm not talking about Greenville Mike. Okay. I'm talking about a murder mystery podcast by the name of Murder Etc. Oh, okay. I was about to say. Yeah. Not the local news podcast, Greenville Mike. So anyways, I was scrolling around online and I found this podcast, which is from four years ago. So some of our listeners may have already heard about it, but it's a murder mystery about the death of Frank Looper in 1975. And so I know you podcast fans out there love your murder podcast, but I thought it was really interesting that there's one actually based in Greenville. Now, this is like from 48 years ago, so a lot has changed in Greenville since the time of this murder, thankfully. But I'm just going to go ahead and read the intro from the podcast trailer and give you guys a little taste of what's out there. Okay, yeah, let's hear it. All right, here we go. I feel like I should adopt like a scary voice or something. Maybe. Maybe maybe I won't lay it on too thick. You guys probably don't want that. In a state under the siege of one of history's most successful bank robbery gangs, interesting fact, in a southern city plagued by police corruption, drugs, and guns, drug cop Lieutenant Frank Looper knew too much. Investigators said the murders, a father and son killed execution style in their garage, was just a midday robbery gone bad. The jury sent a man to death row, a man who said he was innocent. When he went away, a giant ledger of crimes in the county courthouse listed his charge as murder, etc. Four decades later, a celebrated city is reckoning with its dark past. A man is still fighting to clear his name, and everyone is about to learn what really happened on the way to that murder conviction. This time, the story will be the murder and the etc. that everyone was too afraid to talk about. Okay, first off, I think you could have a future in voiceovers. Thank you. I know you weren't really going for it there, but yeah. I could see it. I could, I could have really laid it on more thick there. Yeah, you could have. Second of all, that's pretty spooky. It is. And kind of a baller intro, I will say. The fact about the murder uh, having, or like the charge being a murder, etc., yeah. That's pretty amazing and a pretty amazing name for the podcast. Yeah, it is. To go Leaves you that. wondering for sure. It does. I know. I can't believe that wording ever went down on an official report. That's kind of nuts. Yeah, supposedly. Supposedly. But I think if the podcast name was staked on it, then it's probably true. Yeah, it does sound really interesting. I also just cannot believe Greenville would have been described as a southern city plagued by police corruption, drugs, and guns. That seems so far from the Greenville that we know today. I know. Thankfully, we've only gotten to experience Greenville since its revitalization. But I'm sure if you've lived here a really long time, you've been front seat to a pretty wild transformation. Seriously. 
Well, be sure to check that out if you're a murder mystery fan, but wait until after we hit you with this dose of the latest news and developments in Greenville this week. Yes, you have to get the update first on the Whataburger situation, the most interesting situation going on in Greenville right now. <laughs> Maybe not the most interesting. <laughs> That's true. Don't worry. We've got other stories too. Yeah, we do. But I mean, I'm pretty intrigued. So for those who don't know, a few episodes ago, we discussed how there's a new potential Whataburger coming to Lawrence Road. Well, sadly, the current plans have hit a roadblock. According to the Upstate Business Journal and the Post and Courier, plans for a Whataburger with a drive through on Lawrence Road were rejected by the city. Multiple city residents addressed the Greenville Board of Zoning Appeals to express disapproval of the plans, which would have featured a 24-hour drive through Citizens also expressed concerns with people, quote, loitering in the parking lot, increased traffic through the neighborhood, unpleasant smells, and excessive noise and lighting. And so the board voted six to one to reject the proposal. Some board members questioned whether the plans would have received approval had they asked for a drive through with more limited hours, such as closing before midnight, but city staff suggested it would likely not have made a difference. Whataburger's representatives will now have to reapply for zoning approval if they wish to proceed. So all that to say, it seems like Whataburger's 24-hour drive-through was the biggest issue. A Whataburger representative, Anita Tompas, told the board that Whataburger has, quote, always been a 24-hour drive-through. I feel like I say that with a little, like frustration in her voice (laughs) yeah i I imagine she's frustrated (laughs) yeah and they're trying to remain consistent across the various locations planned for south carolina four of which by the way are currently planned for spartanburg so tracy what do you think about this well i can't believe there's four locations already planned for spartanburg that seems like a lot that Um, is crazy But I do understand the locals' concerns for wanting to reduce noise, especially between the hours of midnight and 6 a.m. Like, if that's going to increase traffic and there's going to be people in that parking lot. And, like, I also feel like if you're getting... This could be just, like, a generalized statement. But I feel like when you're getting a burger at, like, 2 Mm a.m., you've usually either been out, like, partying or at a concert or it's, like, teenagers. I don't know. That's true. Just, like, a rowdier crowd. So... I understand their concerns and I feel like if you're trying to sleep and there's a bunch of cars and the smell of burgers entering your house, it's just going to be tough. It's going to be tough to get sleep. It might disturb some of the peace. So That's true. That's a fair point. To play devil's advocate here for a minute, how many people actually are going to be ordering burgers from Whataburger at like 4 a.m. in the morning, you know? Is there actually going to be a lot of cars out there? I don't know. I don't know either. And they're already right over there near a cookout and a Chick-fil-A. So you still have some pretty active drive throughs in that area. Right. Well, not Chick-fil-A, but maybe cookout. But a cookout's maybe not cookout. open 24 hours. No, I don't think either of them are open 24 hours, obviously. Yeah. But all that to say, I don't know. Some might say, <laughs> <laughs> all that to say, I don't know what the right answer is. Some might call it a benefit to have Whataburger smells entering your house at all hours of the day. Maybe they would. Uh, maybe sometimes I would. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but probably not all the time. And so I don't know what's going to end up happening. I'm just saying I get where the residents are coming from. Yeah, I get it too. I understand. But I also want a Whataburger in Greenville. So I'm hoping they get something figured out. Have you had Whataburger before? I think I have. It's been a while. No, I had it in Dallas one time. Okay. When I went with Ryan. Worth the hype? I thought it was good. But I don't, well, I don't know. It depends on your expectations, you know? Okay. It was good. It was good for I gotcha, sure. I gotcha, I gotcha. If you're expecting like the best burger in the world, then maybe not. Okay. It's like in and out level, kind of. Oh, 
Okay. And well, In-N-Out's pretty good. Wow. Yeah. That's a bold claim. Maybe like one level below In-N-Out. Okay. All right. There All we right. go. Anyway. Settled. Next up, the Greenville Drive are officially the 2023 South Atlantic League champions. The Drive defeated the Hudson Valley Renegades 7-3 to on Tuesday night at Fleur Field to sweep the best of three championship series 2-0. to Whoop, whoop. So hype. It's crazy because they didn't really have a good season. They were under 500 going into the playoffs. But it's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. Exactly. It's the second South Atlantic League championship for the drive, which if you didn't know is an affiliate of the Boston Red Sox, and they won the championship in 2017. The city had two previous minor league championships in 1992 and 1997 when the Greenville Braves won Southern League titles. Sounds like we're crushing it. What would it take to get the MLB to bump the drive up to the major leagues? Talking like the whole team? Whole team. That's what I want to know. Soccer style. Take us up to the Premier League of Baseball. That would be pretty crazy. Maybe if we win for the next few years in a row. I know. Then we can start a petition. They'd have to take us. For sure. Speaking of Greenville making it into the major leagues, we have made even more best of lists, which we just can't resist sharing every time it happens. First, Southern Living Magazine has named Greenville the best city to retire for food lovers. Locals Scott and Gail Butler, who were interviewed in the article, noted the steck of bread from the Swamp Rabbit Cafe, classic, and the white chocolate banana cream pie at Sobeys downtown as some of their faves. We could not agree with this placement more. Yeah, honestly, we were talking about this just this weekend, but Greenville is just a treasure trove of restaurants. We're living in such a foodie city. The more you explore, and we've been exploring more than we normally would because of our Eats and Treats segment, the more you find. We've been just blown away this month with the Mexican and Tex-Mex and Southwestern food scene here in town. It's just been pretty amazing. It is amazing. You don't have to retire to enjoy it either. But if you love food and you are planning on retiring, Greenville is the place to be. Okay, second list, Livability put out a list of seven U.S. cities with great river walks. And of course, we made it on this one as well. It was noted how the Reedy River goes straight through downtown and is surrounded by things to do, see, and eat. This one is kind of a no-brainer in my opinion. But you know who they totally snubbed? Who? The San Antonio Riverwalk. That's interesting. You know, I kind of have different thoughts around the San Antonio Riverwalk. You're a hater. I'm not a hater, but when I was there, I just, it felt really touristy and felt like I was like kind of an Epcot. <laughs> Epcot. That's funny. Okay. I could see the touristy vibe, but when I was a kid and maybe it's just cause I was a kid, but my dad and I ate at a restaurant outside and people were constantly walking to different restaurants and taking the boats up and down. Like we were in Italy, which, okay. Yeah. The boats are kind of a touristy thing, but anyways, I thought it was cool. Felt kind of like a snub to me. Yeah. Maybe I need to go back and experience it again. Either way, Greenville definitely is worthy of a spot on that list. Oh, yeah, for sure. Greenville's the best. Okay, last list this time around. Reader's Digest named Greenville and specifically Unity Park one of the nicest places in America. The Reader's Digest does a yearly search for places where people are kind, differences are celebrated, and neighbors work together to make their communities better. They only pick five for this list, so pretty prestigious, and we made it. The others were Buffalo, New York, Mark Barbecue in Colchester, Vermont, Red Lodge, Montana, and What Cheer Flower Farm in Providence, Rhode Island. So kind of all over the place here. And these are literal places. They're not just like cities. Right. Some are just places. Buffalo is just a city. And so is Red Lodge, Montana. But all the places have something pretty special and heartwarming. So you guys should definitely check it out. 
Also, you should definitely read the article associated with Unity Park. It goes into the history and it's pretty cool and very well written. Yeah, definitely. And we will link that in the show notes. For sure. All right. Next up, Visit Greenville SC is moving away from its current branding, which if you have seen any Greenville commercials, they always say, yeah, that Greenville. Mm. Uh, so, so good. It's so so it's iconic. It's iconic branding. But anyways, the nonprofit will announce details about the change this Thursday, September 28th. And I actually think this is really significant because when they started this branding move in 2013, they were trying to differentiate us from the fact that there's all kinds of Greenvilles across the U.S. But after all the awards our city has won and how much more recognition we've gotten over the last 10 years, there's no longer much of a need to differentiate us. So we're the first city that pops up when you type Greenville into Google. The Greenville Journal had a great statement that we're now the Greenville and not that Greenville. Amen. That fires me up. I love that. <laughs> they could just rename it to Visit Greenville now, honestly. Yeah, we don't need any more catchy branding. Yeah. Basically, having to change their marketing angle means that they succeeded. Also, I did type in Greenville in incognito mode on my browser, <laughs> so none of my history location was taken into account. And we pretty much dominate the whole first page of Google. Greenville, Ohio and Greenville, North Carolina were like way down towards the bottom behind like our county like web page and just like all the other stuff about Greenville. Yeah, I love that. Let's keep taking ground. We need to show up when someone types in Chicago. Oh, know? yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> it's like you're typing it in. It's like, did you mean Greenville, South Carolina? Exactly. Yeah, we'll get there soon. <laughs> all right. Last news story of the day. We've got a new donut shop in town. Mochibis or Mochi Bees. I think it's Mochi Bees. Donut Cafe is now open at 1270 Woodruff Road. This is their first South Carolina location. The Georgia-based concept offers crispy on the outside, fluffy on the inside mochi donuts in flavors like black sesame, matcha Oreo, Biscoff, and maple bacon. And you can also get boba tea. Wow, those are some very intriguing and interesting flavors. I know. Are you familiar with mochi? I am not really familiar with it, but I've heard of it. I've just never had it. Yeah. So I know I hadn't either. I was looking it up earlier. They're basically Japanese rice cakes. So they're little round, soft, chewy dessert buns made out of a sticky rice dough. Okay. Interesting. And so I've guessed they've just made this into donuts. Yeah. I don't think they're using the exact... Well, I could be wrong. I haven't seen their secret recipe, but I imagine that they are a combination between donuts and mochi, kind of like combined into a new creation oh even more interesting and that sounds pretty good we'll have to give them a try i know i feel like the biscoff flavor might be the move oh yeah for sure you know what else is the move our eats and treats segment where we review a greenville restaurant that we've tried out on your behalf eats and treats is brought to you today by common pops delicious frozen popsicles made with local ingredients right here in greenville there's no better way to experience the start of fall this week than to grab a pumpkin spice common pop. Throw on your red flannel and start blasting Mumford & Sons from the inside of your tent that you pitched in the backyard. Will, would you say that pumpkin spice common pops are like fall on a stick? Yes, I would definitely say that. Check them out at Common Pops on Instagram or commonpops.com. All right. It is officially the last week of our Mexican slash Tex-Mex food month. And I've got to say, it has been a pretty outstanding month. Yeah. Maybe the most fun we've had on a themed month so far. 
Yeah, that's definitely a tough race, but maybe. I've just been reminded how fantastic of a Mexican food scene we have here in Greenville, and we've really neglected it lately, but no longer. I know, we have neglected it. We're definitely going to be making some more regular stops at some of these joints. And this weekend, we visited our fourth and final stop, at least this time around, Kamal 864. Yeah, you may have heard of Kamal 864. They made a bunch of headlines this year when Chef Dana Lee became a 2023 James Beard Award semifinalist. James Beard, if you didn't know, was the first chef to demonstrate cooking on network television in 1945. So fun. A fun fact. Yeah. And his nonprofit foundation runs an annual nationwide awards to recognize exceptional talent and achievement among chefs, restaurateurs, authors, and journalists. So it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, it is a big deal. And Chef Dana is originally from South Texas, and she's all about bringing that distinctive South Texas taste to the upstate. Kamal is located in West Greenville off Woodside Avenue, and the vibe, I would say, is very welcoming, casual. You go up and order at the bar, and you know we love some counter service. Oh, yeah. And there's a pretty awesome painting of Ron Swanson on the wall, so you know they're legit. Yep, that was definitely my favorite part. Honestly, Kamal and Asada and Kucho's are all pretty similar in their vibe, I feel like. They're all somewhat smaller, standalone buildings, all counter service, all kind of like pretty straightforward, like nothing too out of the ordinary with their like building or vibe, you know? But the food they serve behind the counter is pretty amazing. Oh, yeah, for sure. So let's talk a little bit about what we got. I got a chicken quesadilla, and as I've said before, I am a big quesadilla girl, and it was it was really, really good. So one downside that can befall quesadillas is that they can sometimes be way too cheesy. Like the cheese is literally like you're trying to pull the quesadilla apart, and there's no end to the cheese. Yep. That's like kind of frustrating for me when I eat quesadillas. <laughs> but luckily, that was not the case here. Um, the ratio of chicken and cheese and there were like onions in it too, which I thought was a nice touch and it was perfect. The flavor was really good. The ingredients were fresh and I'd definitely get it again. Yeah, that is definitely a pitfall of quesadillas is the amount of cheese. Maybe I just associate that with cheese quesadillas and maybe chefs associate cheese quesadillas with all quesadillas. Maybe so. I don't know. Anyways, I love it. Yeah, yours was really good. I got a chicken burrito. My burrito journey through Greenville continues. And it honestly, it set itself apart from the other burritos I've had around town. It's definitely unique in a couple aspects. For one, it was grilled after assembly. So there's a little bit of crunch on the outside of the tortilla, which I liked. And two, I'd say there was generally a higher ratio of rice in this burrito. And three, there's a little more spice to it. So not like hot spiciness, just like spice level. And I'm not a food critic, and so I don't have a very sophisticated palate, so I don't know what spice it was. (laughs) I feel like it was cumin. Yeah, I think it could have been. Maybe it was cumin. Either way, a little more spice, a little more twang, as they say. Very good burrito. Yeah, definitely a win. Um, And we haven't heard some reviews from the people in a while, so I thought we could read a couple of good ones. Yes, bring back the people's reviews. Yeah, so first up from Nan. Or Nan. Or non. Um, (laughs) She said, we were recommended this place by a friend and it was a great recommendation. It's a clear neighborhood favorite. And as Texas natives, my husband and I were excited about every bite. The chips were great and we got the spicy salsa and OMG, 
incredible. The prices seemed a little steep, but as soon as we tasted our food, we knew it was worth it. The portions were filling and the food was flavorful and hit the spot so perfectly. We took advantage of the outdoor seating, but they had plenty of seating available inside as well. And the service was great. Our next time in Greenville, we will definitely be back. So a little side note, I actually didn't think it was pricey. We got ours for $20, which we only got a burrito and a quesadilla. So maybe that's why we didn't get chips. Yeah, but I still feel like it was our cheapest Mexican food stop this month. Yeah, it definitely was. That $20. So you can eat there for $20. Oh, for sure. And I always love when the reviewer is from the region the restaurant is basing their food on. Those people are always the real test. So like the fact that they were from South Texas means more to me that they left a glowing review. For sure. Kamal definitely passed the test. For sure. And Ashley says, Berea queso tacos, incredibly flavorful and savory. The real deal here. The nachos were top tier and the beans, holy frijoles. (laughs) They were super delicious. Excellent service and friendly environment with quality selection of craft beers. Berea is all the rage these days. Yeah, it is. Holy frijoles. Everybody (laughs) is in love with Berea. I'm definitely going to start saying that now. But we really need to try some. I've never had Bria. I'm feeling some major food FOMO. Yeah, it's all the people are talking about at these restaurants. And all of these restaurants seem to be offering some sort of Bria. So definitely putting that on our list of two eats. Not to do's, but to eats. I like that. Yeah. And lastly, this review from Josh. He says, great food, locally owned. And the owner, Dana, is an amazing mission-driven person. I have yet to go to Komal 864 when she hasn't given a plate of simple, delicious food to people in need, free of charge. The refried beans here are the best in the state, maybe the entire region. So I will say it seemed like this was true when we went in as well, which is just so cool that Dana is so passionate about giving back to her community. I know. I think that really says a lot about the kind of person she is and why she's deserving of being a James Beard semifinalist. Like, of course, you've got to be able to make good food. But ultimately, why you make it is just as important, if not more important. For sure. All that to say, if you haven't given Komal 864 a try yet, put it on your schedule for this weekend. Or today. Just make it happen. You won't regret it. You will not regret it. And last up, as always, we've got to finish out with some events for your weekend. Per usual, this Friday night, you've got free live music at Noma Square starting at 5.30 p.m. And this is actually the last one until March, so you have been warned. This is literally your last chance until March, which is like forever away. So whatever your plans were on Friday night, cancel them immediately. You could say that Will and Tracy from Greenville Mike gave you permission. I don't know if we have that kind of pull yet. So that means there's no ramifications for you. But whatever they are, this is worth it. Well said. Thanks. Also on Friday, the Greenville Triumph plays at 7 p.m. at Paladin Stadium. Tickets start at $15. And then on Saturday... We've got a walk to end Alzheimer's taking place at Floor Field. The Alzheimer's Association Walk to End Alzheimer's is the largest fundraiser for Alzheimer's care, support, and research. Gates open at 8 a.m. The opening ceremony is at 8.45 a.m., followed by a two-mile walk through downtown Greenville. And there's no fee to register to walk, but all participants are encouraged to raise critical funds that allow the Alzheimer's Association to provide 24-7 care and support and advance research toward methods of prevention, treatment, and ultimately a cure, head to the Walk to End Alzheimer's website to register. Thanks for sharing that. Also on Saturday, the Ultimate 5K is happening at the Homestead at Hartness. We will be there with Ruby and are so excited. And Ruby is so excited. She cannot wait. It's basically a 5K 
run slash obstacle course that you do with your dog. They have a competitive wave that starts at 10 a.m. and a fun run after that. And we're doing the fun run. Please show up at the fun run and help me cheer Ruby on. She's going to need the encouragement. Yeah, (laughs) she'll be okay. I think she can make it. Yeah, but she's going to exhaust so much energy being distracted by all the dogs and people and obstacles. (laughs) I'm just worried she hasn't put much thought into the second half of the race. So you're worried about her race strategy? I am. You're going to have to keep her on task. Yeah, that's a tall order. So we'll we'll see. Either way, she's definitely going to need some encouragement. (laughs) Probably true. After the race, they're having a finisher's festival with food trucks, live music, and vendor village with local pet food vendors. You can cool your dog off in the ice pools. That's where Ruby will be. For sure. (laughs) You can grab some snacks, treats, and food. Head to the Ultimate website or Instagram for more info, and there might still be some spots available. Do it. Also on Saturday, Pangea Brewing is celebrating Oktoberfest from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. The day will be filled with Oktoberfest-inspired food, games, and beers. Derndil and Lederhosen. I'm not sure I'm saying that correctly. Those costumes are encouraged, and they will be choosing a winner for the best dressed. I love it. And also on Saturday, something we're planning on hitting up after we've recovered from the Ultimud. Pretzel Papa is having a pop-up at the Community Tap at the Commons starting at 5 p.m. I have been trying to get my hands on one of these pretzels for a long time, and the day has finally come. They'll be selling their usual plain salted pretzels in addition to a variety of flavors such as Parmesan garlic and cinnamon sugar. A cinnamon sugar pretzel sounds very intriguing. I bet it's amazing. I I have amazing memories from when I was a teenager of getting Auntie Anne's at the mall and I'd always get their cinnamon sugar pretzel. Um, And I bet Pretzel Papa is even better than Auntie Anne's. And so I'm definitely going to try one. I never had one from Auntie Anne's. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. I know. I never did. Maybe this will be my first foray into different flavored pretzels. Maybe so. Like I've only had regular pretzels. So so maybe we. I know. I'm sorry. Sad life. I'm trying to fix it. Maybe it will do one savory and one sweet pretzel. Yeah, that'll be our Oktoberfest celebration. I know. Pretzels are probably one of Germany's greatest engineering innovations in history. And that is not a knock on Germany's innovations. It's just a shining praise of pretzels. Yeah, forget like cars and like... Yeah, Volkswagen. Other things. Yeah, pretzels. What else have they done? I don't know. I can only think of pretzels. Putting me on the spot. All right, anyways. Last but not least, the Greenville Symphony Orchestra is playing at the Peace Center at 3 p.m. on Sunday to round out your weekend and tickets start at $20. There you go. Another action-packed weekend in Greenville, filled with pretzels and music and dogs and beer. It doesn't get much better than this. Thanks so much for tuning into Greenville Mike this week. And we're going to try a new thing today and ask you to give us reviews based off of the area you live in. So if you're listening to this in Greer right now, it's your turn to give us a five-star review. And you know if we're talking to you, so don't let us down. We know we have listeners in Greer. Yeah, we do. You can't hide. So go into your podcast app and hit that five-star button. And for all the rest of you, you're off the hook this week, but hit the follow button so the next episode will pop up for you next Monday. And share this podcast with one friend who is in dire need to connect with their city. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you next Monday for the next Weekly Rundown. See ya.